This is Inside the Huddle, presented by Heart Cell Farms and Excavating. And now, live in the Razorback Camper Cell Studio, your host, Dalton Reed. All right, guys, we're back here on Inside the Huddle with Coach Adams. And, Coach, they, y'all took another loss Friday night, a, a close one in Jesseville. How are we feeling after that one? Is We're now in a must-win situation to get the five seed in the 3A playoffs. Yeah, you know, you, you never feel good about a loss. I mean, if you if you feel good about, you know, losing, then you're you're you shouldn't be playing or coaching. So, you know, um definitely not happy with the way things turned out Friday night. And yeah, that that puts us in a position that we have to win Friday night to uh, get in the playoffs now. Most definitely and even if y'all do win, y'all would solidify that that fifth seed right there in the 3A playoffs and you know, there was a couple of things that, that really just didn't go our way Friday night that that uh, hurt us. Like, they stopped us right at the goal line there on, on fourth and goal. How how can we look to the future and try to uh, make it where some things go our way and, we, like, those situations we can punch it in the end zone? Well, you know, it's, it's funny because, you know, people that watch the game and view us playing, that's all they remember. And I told the boys that. I said they they had bigger – you know, they had more testosterone than we did down there on the goal line. And I said, they stopped us. But that's the only time all night they stopped us. But they stopped us when it mattered. And so, um, um, you know, telling our boys, which, man, we did a good job reviewing the film and showing those corrections offensively, specifically. Um, you know, we didn't have a lot, of, a, a lot of corrections to make throughout the whole game except for um, down there on the goal line, um, three plays in a row – we had somebody on the offense, you know, take a bad angle, use the wrong shoulder to kick out or miss a blocking assignment, not go by their rule, miss their man, and it cost us. And so the thing is, even though we did everything right the entire game offensively, we didn't down there on the two-yard line when it mattered the most. And um, that can't happen. That just that just can't happen. And so, um, you know, we showed the boys the corrections. We showed them what happened. We showed them why that why we didn't get it in. We showed them, you know, we corrected our offensive mistakes on film, and now we're going out this week trying to correct them on the field. And and um, it's crazy how you don't have to punt at all, but you still get beat by three. But there again, it also comes down to two-point conversions, and we didn't convert two of them. And there's four points left off the scoreboard. And um, there's, there's another, um, you know, there's another scenario that could give us a win, but shoulda, woulda, coulda, we got beat fair and square, and um, and then you know you hear, you know, defense, blah blah blah, defense got three turnovers, you know, and I was proud of our defense. Thought we played hard. Um, we took away their best part of their game, and they got us with what they don't do very good, you know, do very well. I I didn't think on film, and and um, they had a double team one of our players, which um, I don't blame them, but um. Anyway, uh, you know, they got down there and drove 99 yards on us to win the game. And, um, golly, hey, tip you got to tip your hat to them. Um, but uh, there again, um, we got to respond this week and get the playoffs. And, and uh, Paris, I think I feel like I'm beating a dead horse every week. You know, they've gotten better as the year went on. And um, they've been without their quarterback since Bismarck, and he's back. And he, he makes them go offensively, and um, they got a few good defensive linemen defensively and so um you know there there's another gonna be another tough game Friday night and, and um and I told the boys you know you can there's two ways you can do things in life you can be a blame complain or defender 
which, to be honest, is what most of our world is full of today. You know, you, you blame other people for your mistakes. Um, you complain about getting beat or um, don't take, you know, take responsibility for things. And then you defend negative things or you defend um, losing. And, and if we do any of those things, that's not, a, that's not an appropriate response. So we don't want to be blamers, complainers, or defenders. We want to, um, we want to respond finally after three losses, go out there and, um, and bow up, bow our next back. And play the play the kind of football we were playing the first five games of the year. And I know, you know, people. Oh, we didn't play nobody the first five games. Um, you know, um, we played better though. We played better than we are now. And um, we played a four dice team too. And and, and I, I remind the boys of that. That's gotten a lot better as the year went on too. And and they had a chance to win their conference championship Friday night. And they went for two to, two to win it, and they got beat. Um, but. Um, I want us to play like we played earlier in the year. We had some swagger about us. We had a chip on our shoulder. We played tough and physical. And, um, you know, we weren't as worried about making mistakes as we are now. It's almost like now as if we're playing um, playing not to lose. And um can't play like that. you got to play fearless. You, gotta, you, can't, you can't worry about making mistakes. you got to respond to sudden change. And um, those are things we have got to get back to this week in order to get in the playoffs. Most definitely. And now, like you said, you, you got to win this Friday night against the Paris Eagles to get into the playoffs. And, I mean, does the, the mentality change any? And now you're in a must-win situation. I mean, our backs are against the wall. I mean, how, how do we plan to prepare the kids? You know, I man, I, I, I love our kids, and, and I love that fight we've had. They've never quit. Um, the guys we have on the field right now have never quit. And they're competitors. And um, we have, we just got to finish ball games. I mean, center point, 41-40. Uh, um, Jesseville lose by three, you know, four points away from a different scenario here. But um, that's where we're at. And so um, I think when our kids' backs are against the wall, I think they will respond. They showed up Monday um, and uh, focused. And, uh, you know, there wasn't as much of the uh, – sometimes I let them be a little loose. And um, I think we play better when we're loose. But Monday it wasn't loosey goosey. It was um, they came and they were very serious and, and uh, they listened and they um, we had a really good practice yesterday. We did a lot of live stuff and so um, you know I've got a, I've got a different feeling about this week that gives me confidence and that um, you know our guys know that it's time to you know that that hey we've lost three in a row. Um, so what now what you know. Um, there's nothing we can do about that now except respond, and then that's what we got to do Friday night. And um, and you know I've, I kind of sense a little selfishness throughout our whole program the last couple weeks, and and um, and I don't mean that. I mean that as in you know people want you know people want to take over and be and be the big big time player when they don't realize that hey it still takes a team effort. It still takes us doing our our one job to. Um, to stop somebody or to, you know, to control that gap or, you know, to to stay in that zone. And 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 I think that this – I think Monday we came in and we were like, hey, you know, some of my leaders on the team, I could see it in their eyes and the way they practiced yesterday. Hey, let's, um you know, let's start – let's do those little things that we got to do this week because uh, we're obviously lacking the little things because it's, it's got us in the fourth quarter. And um, so – 
I was pleased with our practice yesterday, and um, we got to string, uh, you know, three more of them together this week, and then and then go put it together on Friday night. Put all of our individual and team practices together on Friday night, and um, and then come out successful. Most definitely, and just the the focus mentality can can really help a team throughout the week. But I mean, looking on to Paris, I mean, you got to get get back to what what got us here in the the punch down their throat. I mean, how how are we feeling about Paris, Coach? You know, I'm I'm uh, I feel good. Um, I feel really good. Um, I say selfish. I don't. You know, I don't think our team is a selfish team. I'm I'm talking about those guys. Want they're ste- they're trying to step up and make do too much is what I mean. And regards to playing defense and offense, trying to do too much instead of just their job. And um, but um, I think that I think that Paris has gotten a lot better as the year went on. Um, but I, I feel good about um, our matchup with Paris. I think it'll be a good ball game. I think it'll still be a tough tough ball game. Um, we need um, you know as all the support we can, man. We need all the fans to come out and show up and and make it loud and and make it a tough environment for Paris. That's a long road trip for them to get off the bus and come down here and play. And so um, let's make it um, let's make it a tough environment for them to come down here and win in. And and our boys feed off of that. They love it when the crowd gets into it and. And I told the boys this week, I said, hey, I asked you to get <clears throat> two turnovers or more last week, and we got three. I'm asking the same thing this week. And, um, and I told them, I promise on our offensive end of the, of the bargain, we'll, uh, we'll do better this week. And if it comes down to on the two-yard line again, we're going to punch it in. And um, our, players, uh, our players know that, and they're ready. And, uh, and just watching film and scouting Paris, I think it's going to be a really good matchup for, for us offensively and defensively. And um, – I'm excited, and, and they've got some good players. <laughs> that coach has done a really good job there. He coached at Little Rock Christian. I can't remember when, but he did a good job there. And, you know, he's he's doing a good job at Paris, and, and he's gotten them – them suckers have gotten better every single week. And their quarterback back, he's a he's a threat on offense, and he's a pretty good player, makes good decisions, and he can move on his feet. And, and they've got some big old boys up front on both sides of the ball. And um, But – um. I told our line, I said, yeah, you know, we've got to, we've got to do, you know, we got to know our rule. We got to know, make sure we're communicating on the offensive line. We got to trust our rule. And um, just like we did earlier in the year, you know, we didn't have a lot of miscommunication up front. And we've, we've had a few the, um, the last couple of weeks on both sides of the ball. And, um, and we were really locked in yesterday. I was really proud of our practice. And um, so, Anyway, that's my that's my thoughts on on Paris, and um, it's a must win game for us. So we'll go out this uh, this Friday night, and we'll get after it and uh, bring a bring a win back for uh, the Panther fans here. Yes, sir. And Panthers in a must win situation. We need a crazy environment Friday night. So all y'all Panther fans, come out Friday night as the Panthers got their backs against the wall trying to make the playoffs this week. And uh, we'll be right back with our guest on Inside the Huddle. Are you broke down on the side of Interstate 30? Call Bailey's Towing and Recovery. Are you locked out of your car? Call Bailey's Towing and Recovery. For any towing recovery lockout needs, call Bailey's Towing and Recovery at 501-332-3400. Again, that number is 501-332-3400. Thank you for your business. Do you have some land you need cleared to build on? Call Hartsville's Farms and Excavating. Do you have some excavation needing done on your property? 
called Hartzell's Farms and Excavating. Hartzell's Farms and Excavating LLC is a veteran-owned and operated company with 20-plus years of experience in the construction business. Owner Vernon Hartzell will be happy to see how he and his crew can meet your needs. Free estimates are available by calling 870-210-0204. Again, that number is 870-210-0204. Thank you for your business. There's nothing quite like outdoor living, and at Razorback Camper Sales, we've been bringing the camping lifestyle to families for over 50 years. We're Arkansas's oldest family-owned RV dealer with the best parts and service department in the state. Razorback Camper Sales has everything you need for travel trailers, fifth wheels, and pop-ups. Find out why our customers are always happy campers. Come see us in Hot Springs or online at RazorbackCamperSales.com. All right, the guest this week on Inside the Huddle is the head coach at Subiaco Academy, Mr. Adam Creek. They just won their first outright eight-man conference title since 1966. Um, It was a great interview. Uh, It's a little short, but uh, we talked about a lot of good stuff uh, from how Subiaco operates a little bit differently from all the um, other schools around and how Eightman was really good for Subiaco Academy. So sit back and enjoy, and thanks for listening. It's great to have you here on Inside the Huddle today. But uh, how, how's things going up in up in Subiaco since you got your first uh, outright conference title? <laughs> it's going well. We're uh, we're excited. Everybody's everybody's excited. Everybody keeps coming to me and talking to me about it, and it's just a it's a big deal up here. Yes, sir, and I kind of want to talk a little bit about today about how, and you correct me, if, is it Subiaco or Subiaco? It's Subiaco. You said it right the first time. Subiaco. Okay, that's that's what I thought. But uh, so can you can you kind of give us a little a little recap on on last week's game that that sealed that right conference title for y'all? Yeah. So uh, we we played Genoa Central. Uh, we knew they were going to be tough. They're they're always good defensively, and it wasn't any different this year. Um, we come out and we struggled a little bit. I, I mean, I, I have to give that credit to Genoa Central. They just come out playing good football. Uh, we made some adjusted adjustments at halftime and ended up cranking it up pretty good in the third quarter. Um, put up thirty points in the third quarter to their nine, and uh, that pretty much boosted us to to be able to win the game. Yeah, 30, 30 points in a, in the fourth quarter is is very much different than than what a lot of teams see, and so that definitely you put up thirty points to their nine points. I mean, that's that's definitely going to push you over the edge. But uh, can you talk a little bit about how Subiaco? I mean, I know it's it's a, an an all male boarding school. Can you kind of talk a little bit about how it operates versus like a normal public school? Yeah, so so our kids, a lot of our kids, uh, live out of state, out of the country. Um, they don't live around here. We do have some that live here, you know, locally, but a lot of them are, are out of state, and and we don't have them all summer like like a public school would. Um, we don't see them until two weeks before school starts, and then uh, two weeks before school starts, they they uh, they all show up to campus and. Uh, we get started with football practice, and um, and then uh, other than that, I mean, we have an all-boys school. You know, it's a boarding school, Catholic school, so there's those differences. Uh, but other than that, everything else, I mean, the classroom part, 
you know, we CBAC was kind of focused on it's like a college prep class, and we're, we're they're focused more on education. And we don't get people coming here to play football. We get people coming here for academics, and then we just talk them into playing football. Um, so it's a it's a, it's a little different here. You know, I, we don't get as much time with the kids as public schools do. But other than that, it's it's a high school. You know. Yeah, most definitely. And that's crazy how you get kids from, from out of country and, and out of state to, to come play football for you. But can you talk a little bit how how you got the job at Subiaco, how you became the, the head football coach? Yeah, so uh, I'm from this area, um, and I was actually I was actually in law enforcement, um, and I retired from law enforcement in 2018, which is also uh, – so my son was, was going to go into the seventh grade, and we had – since we're from this area, we had planned on him going to Subiaco Academy. Um, and I took him to a visit at Subiaco, and uh, when I did that, I, I kind of fell in love with the place myself. And uh, – and it was it was time for me to retire from law enforcement and everything. So I decided to uh, there was a job opening, not for coaching, but for something else on campus. And and I ended up putting in for that job and uh, retired and, and took that job. And then I just started helping out with coaching here and there. Um, I wasn't a certified teacher at the time, so I couldn't, you know, I, I could help with, you know, volunteer coaching, but I couldn't do much else. And um, and then I got my teacher certification, and um, the uh, the the head coach that was here, Mike Berry, he 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 uh, he's still here. He's an, he's was an admin, and he decided he didn't want to continue to be the head coach, and uh, so he stepped down, and they they let me move up into that job. And so that's I've been here since 2018, and I just got the head coaching job last season. So this is my second year. Yes, sir. And y'all have got a massive game coming up this week. What are your thoughts on the Corning game? Oh, I, you know, Corning is a really good football team. Their their defense is one of the best in the state. Uh, they got big physical kids. Uh, they got a big – they got a really good wide receiver. that um, plays well for them. Their quarterback throws well. Um, they're just – they're a really good ball team, and we'll, we'll have to play good ball in order to beat them. Most definitely, sir. And, I mean, how has eight-man football really helped Subiaco out since, you know, some schools, um, some schools, I guess, go down because they don't have the kids and then you got situations like y'all's where it's a little bit different. How has eight-man benefited y'all since it came to the state of Arkansas? Yeah, so so we had the same problem as far as numbers. Um, you know, we were in it. We had 18, 19 kids. Uh, right, right now we got 21 kids, you know, and so we struggled with numbers. Our junior high team had 13 kids on that, that last game against Genoa. Um, so we're, we're struggling with numbers as well. But by, by rule, uh, we, you know, we, we have 140 kids at our school. And, I mean, I, I believe if I looked at the numbers, that would put us in 2A. Uh, but by by AAA rules, uh, they bump us up, you know, classification. So um, we we would be we would, at, before we would be four A, but now we would be three A, and um, and so we were when we were eleven man, we were playing teams that had seventy kids on the sideline, you know, and we would have uh, eight, you know. <laughs> And um, and so it was it was just it was tough and we were getting beat up pretty bad. It was just unsafe. 
Um, you know, we, we had kids that, that were having to play the whole game and then uh, we couldn't, didn't, you know, look to the sideline to find somebody to put in for them and there was just nobody there, you know. And, um, but uh, eight-man has been wonderful for us. When we moved to eight-man, it's been the best decision. Um, you know, it's been a lot of fun. We get to we get to score a lot of points, and, and uh, we're in every single football game, even when we lose. You know, we lost to Mountain View this year. We were in it. You know, we um, I think with a minute and a half left, we were down by eight, you know, and and uh, we're happy with that. You know, it, before when we were 11-man football, you know, we we couldn't do that. We couldn't compete. We were just getting getting hammered and beat up every week, and it, it just it, – it brings the numbers down even more because kids don't want to, to participate in that. And uh, coming to eight man, it just uh, you know our numbers. I wouldn't say our numbers have improved. Uh, they go, they kind of fluctuate up and down. But uh, you know, we we get we're getting some good quality kids that that love football that want to play. So yes, sir. It's always good to have have kids that uh, really want to play. But uh, I really appreciate your time here today on the podcast and, and good luck against Corning Friday night, Coach. Yeah, yeah, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate you you talking to me about it. If you need anything else, you just holler back at me. Yes, sir. Thank you. Have a good day. You bet. Oh, you too. Bye. All right, guys. That right there was Coach Adam Creek from Subiaco Academy, who just won their last outright conference title since 1966 up there and so they play the number two seed Corning this weekend in the first round of their playoffs and it ought to be a good one so y'all go to Arkansas eight-man football on Facebook y'all can check them out there and this will wrap up another episode of Inside the Huddle I'm Dalton Reed and I'm signing off